Good morning, everybody. Today is September 21st, 2022, about 6.20 in the morning. On my way to work here, and I'm coming back with a brand new episode. I'm going to start building this episode. I've got a couple topics I'd like to talk about. Um, But let's start off with some positivity. The Dodgers have clinched. The NL West... They are the number one, I think, number one seed overall in MLB, plus the number one seed in the NL. Um, and it just so happens right now, today is the 21st. I went on the second about two and a half weeks from when I went to that game. And at the Dodger Stadium. And right now, it's a brisk 59 degrees in the morning and at nighttime last night. It was like 70 where I live. So I know in LA it was maybe like 65. That's what I thought I was getting into when I went to that game. I thought I was going to have to wear a little sweater. Uh, I just so happened to go during during the crazy heat wave that was um, California's heat wave. Uh, crazy heat wave. Like this week, it's nice. This week, it tops out at like 90 something. But in LA, it's about 10 degrees cooler. So tops out about 80 and you would assume that at nighttime it's going to dip down to the low 70s mid 70s even high 60s you know like 69 68 and you would need a little sweater or a little something to keep yourself a little warm because you know any little breeze feel a little cold Um, but again it's just a sharp contrast of what happened uh, to me versus what's happening right now. Um, I explained yesterday, I watched a little bit of the Dodgers versus the Diamondbacks. Um, I don't know who won. I only watched like about the fifth inning before I was like, yeah, you know, just the Dodgers are kind of right now for about the last week or so have been just doing, because they've clinched the division. They don't have really much to play for. And I kind of feel bad that they are playing like that because I kind of feel like they need to keep the foot on the gas uh, going into the playoffs. Uh, This team also could use for all the players that don't hit particularly well Bellinger and a couple other players they need to be serious about these at-bats. While those pitchers know they were not getting the top tier pitching thrown against us we are still getting pitching this is still more so than a triple a league um so just i kind of feel like they need to take advantage of that they need to like really this is like spring training part two they need to take full advantage of that we should be winning these games still we should be finding a way um but it seems like we've taken our foot off the gas a little bit whatever um, but we have clinched uh, several things, and I looked at the bracket last night. We will play either the Padres or the Braves coming out of the wild card. Um, and I'm not sure if those are one, if those are one game series or if those are little three games. And then you get to the NLDS, and then they play us, and then it's the NLCS and World Series. I'm not sure if that's. Oh, it goes, but I do believe 
we play the winner of Atlanta and San Diego. And I kind of hope we get San Diego because I kind of feel like we should be able to beat them fairly easily. Even though... Uh, I when I went to the game, they they beat us. But you know, in a five game series, I don't know, it'd be hard I'd be hard pressed to believe that they beat us three times in a row. Till we beat them, like I think we've beaten them. I think I seen the stats last last time I checked was eleven out of the last thirteen times. And you know, the Braves are. I don't know anything about the Braves this year. I I haven't been paying attention to too much baseball outside of the Dodgers directly and uh, I haven't been really paying attention too much to baseball because I've been busy with life but I do love me some baseball Um, but with that said you know they're getting close it should be another week or two away from playoffs Uh, or I don't know how many I know I know the season ends like in the very beginning of October so it's like the second or something and I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, like, let's start getting into. The Dodgers might have a very good chance of winning the whole thing. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, you know, just you never know. A team could just get hot, man. I seen the other teams that were on. I forget who else has a really good record. There's three other teams that I'm not can't think of right now. I was more paying attention to the Dodgers side of things, but it is what it is, man. The Dodgers are headed to the playoffs. They've clinched. Um, win for Vin. I don't know if that's back into rotation here. It would be a nice story to tell. Um, it'd be a nice chapter because I think after this, if they do win it, the team sort of needs to relook at Kershaw, look at our closers. Um, we've got pieces like Bueller and Urias, but obviously teams don't keep winning and winning unless you're like the Lakers or or the Patriots or you know the they don't stay steadily winning like that. But you know, it is what it is. And moving on from a winning franchise to an absolutely gutter franchise in my Las Vegas Raiders. Boy, what the fuck happened? So many different angles, so many different sides to the coin. Um, is it Derek Carr? Is it the coach? Is it the team's not gelling? Is this still technically their preseason? What is really going on? Was it Kyle, Kyle Murray? Possibly. He cooked us. I'm not going to lie. The man cooked us after he didn't look like he was doing shit. Um, he cooked us all by... Literally by himself. At the end of the game, the end of regulation, he was cooking us by himself. Um, and what is... What is it... What is... You know, just looking ahead, and we've got the Tennessee Titans. Uh, is 0-3 a possibility? And will heads roll and I strong I, I I had this season going different. I had us I had us having the exact same record we had last year, like ten and seven. 
But now it's more looking like we're going to go 8 and 9. Because I don't really know. The season, the schedule was brutal. And I was basing most of my predictions on the fact that we kind of improved with our roster. You know, obviously we got Adam, so, you know, that changes the game plan of how to defend us. Um, you know, I thought we got better defensively. We picked up Chandler Jones. You know, I thought a lot of things were going to maybe not click for us exactly because we had new coaching. But I thought we would be about the same as last year. And I actually, it looks like. And again, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to say this. It looks like John Gruden is a better coach than Josh McDaniels by far. And I'm, I was never a believer in Josh McDaniels, and I kind of feel like if we go zero and three, uh, his one year, it'll be a one year stint for him at the Vegas Raiders because we won't make the playoffs. Zero uh, and three, we, we will not make the playoffs. We're not gonna have some crazy. We're not gonna go on like a seven game win streak. At no point in the season. Are we going to knock off like eight wins in a row and be the hottest team in the league? It's just not going to happen. I, if we go 0-3, which is a high possibility, I give us... I, I give the Raiders like a 20% chance of winning because we go to Nashville. You know, we have to play... I think Derrick Henry is there. We have to play against a good defense in... It's just one of those things where I kind of like this is I didn't see this going this way. I had us winning two and zero. We lost. I had us losing this game against the Titans, and I had us beating the Broncos to put us at three and one. That's how. I, but it looks like we're gonna go one and one and three, maybe even zero oh and four. I, I tell you right now, the way this is shaping out to be, we go zero oh and three. Heads are rolling. The conversation now begins to be uh, fine. It's now it's time for a new quarterback, and I think a new coach, an, another new coach, somebody to bring him along at the same time. Another thing is now if we go zero and four, we really got to look at where we spent all our money. Um, Adams, I should, be, I would believe, would be a trading piece at that point if we, and that's a high possibility we go zero and four because I, I believe the Broncos. Uh, have tightened down the nuts and bolts defensively. They played well against Seattle on the road in Seattle. Lost by a point. They played well against the Texans. Who the Texans are... Uh, but, I mean, Russell Wilson isn't turning over the ball and he led them to victory there. Be interesting to find out because now I have to pay attention to what the Broncos are doing. Um, this week, I don't know who they play. I have to see if they get absolutely bamboozled or if they are in another knuckler defensive game and Wilson leads them to victory uh, because that could very well spell the death of the Raiders I mean uh, e- even if we win the Titans and we go and we drop the game at home to the Broncos which is the game I'm going to and we go one and three I mean the, the the Grim Reaper is now going to be looming large over the team, and I and I kind of kind of got to believe that if we don't turn this around, uh, if we don't beat the Titans, if we don't beat the Broncos, and we don't go on a five-game winning streak, 
you got to be now, you know, while I do believe in Derek Carr is a good quarterback, just had the unfortunate, um, the unfortunate of being part of the Raiders through some tumultuous seasons. Uh, and it's unfortunate that he's had so many head coaches. A lot of it is unfortunate. Everything's unfortunate. You look at Mahomes on the other side, you know, Andy Reid, they have full faith in Andy Reid, and now Mahomes is flourishing like nobody's business. Uh, Brady had Belichick. And while Brady is a top-tier quarterback, that Belichick defense obviously saved Brady a lot of times. Obviously, it's a team sport, so the defense is a big part of it. Um, you got to look at Sean Payne and Drew Brees. You know, uh, Rodgers has only had, like, a number of head coaches as well. Uh, you know, the coaching carousel that is the Raiders is just really kind of, you know. And I get a lot of people are like, well, he's in his ninth year. He needs to learn. He needs to know all this stuff already. And granted, that is true. That I do I do believe that. But every time you switch over... Um, leadership and then you have to believe in somebody else I mean the, the message is now wearing thin on car and I pretty much the team because I, I don't know if we don't turn it around I mean what, who's the defense is a major issue as well don't don't get me wrong uh, Derek Carr gets if we go 0-3 I mean I would expect him to be gone by the end of the season or gone at after the season is over I think we should trade him to like New Orleans or we should trade him to um, one of these other teams that doesn't really have a quarterback. They're just out there. Maybe Washington. Um, maybe trade him to New York. Um, the Jets or the Giants for that matter. Um, we could possibly send him on his way to like, you know. There's any number of teams now that, you know, maybe even Pittsburgh, based on whether or not Trubisky pans out, Chicago, uh, send him over there. Uh, you know, there's just a number of teams you can send him to, regardless. I think he's that good enough to be on a, one of those random teams uh, and do something over there. Now, he, the man said he would not play, he'd rather retire, which we'll find out, won't we? And I, I, I truly. I'm already, I'm already looking at what's going to transpire, and I'm like, this, the season is already, after two weeks, we're not even one and one or two and zero, oh, but we're zero oh and two, and the season is already dangling. We are, you know, hanging on by a thread. Uh, because our our schedule doesn't get any easier. I never thought at any point in time we were going to knock off like five wins in a row. I never thought that. And unless my predictions are totally flip-flopped to where I believe that the Raiders knock off five wins in a row and we could get um, above the mark. And anything could happen. The season is long enough. Anything could happen. But at the same time, we play the Chiefs twice. We play the Chargers again. Uh, and who knows what happens with the Broncos. Huh? I mean, I don't know if the Broncos improved. There's still, there's still a little bit of question marks there. Uh, 
But I mean, at the same time, uh, where do we fit in in the bunch? I, I thought as we were going to beat the Chargers twice, I thought we were going to beat the Broncos twice. I thought we were going to split with Kansas City one and one, and maybe, you know, maybe four and two randomly or five and one in the division. Now it's looking like we're not going to win as a right. We might go one and five or two and four if we're lucky. Three and three would be <laughs> might have to fucking wipe our eyebrow off and sweat and but I mean it's looking like we're not and it just and I and I don't want to be like a negative Nancy but it, we look bad we look out of sorts there's mass confusion on the field uh, people fumbling when they're not supposed to Renfro uh, and I watched the game and I was just kind of wondering why we were throwing the ball we only needed to go three or four yards. Maybe, I don't even know if it was that. It might have been like one or two yards. Why were we chucking the ball? Uh, obviously, Carr has nothing to do with that. But I don't understand it. We, we were close to... We have Daniel Carlson. Uh, who's got an excellent leg. Why weren't we doing that? It's beyond me. My girlfriend's sitting there right there. Wondering why we throw the ball when the, we, the line... The field goal line was literally right there. It literally was like one or two yards away. Wondering the same thing. Like, I don't know. Like, the only thing I could think of is like a Marshawn Lynch Super Bowl thing. It's like, okay, well, they're expecting. They're probably, everybody's probably expecting to run. So just flick it out there for a quick pass. And somebody with some reliable hands and pick up the first down and and just be done with it. I understand that. But at the same time, you only had to go a yard or two. So I, I kind of see that. I kind of see. But at the same time, I mean, we have Adams right there. I don't know why Adams wasn't targeted. Uh, and just what it is. We obviously Renfro had the ball. He had enough for the first down. He gets whacked. The ball comes loose. And the guy runs a fumble back to the house in an unbelievable fashion. We lost that game. Uh, you got to chip your hat because I think we actually lost the game even before that. When it got before it even got to overtime, we let Kyler Murray run around for about twenty some seconds and find a way to the end zone, and and then also convert the two point conversion. I think in the same fashion. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he threw it in there. I don't know at this point, but. Watching them tie the game after we were winning twenty to zero at halftime uh, has got to be the most damning thing. That that's an ugly loss, a very very ugly loss to a team that just got very very ugly worked over by the Chiefs. Um, and ourselves after having such a bad showing against. The Chargers and actually, I kind of I, I I seen this I since the Chargers I knew we were so far out of whack that it was good. It would take a lot to correct everything, and we didn't we didn't do enough. We just simply did not do enough. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of bad. I think defense really hasn't sacked anybody. Um, 
obviously Kyler Murray is hard to bring down, but um, we couldn't, we can't sack him. Uh, we barely, I mean, and he was forcing the issue. I, I think if, if it wasn't forcing the issue, we didn't even get the one interception that we had. Um, it, it just the defense is just not there either. Challenge like again, Challenge Jones is not. It's kind of a non-factor. Um, Crosby isn't. I mean, people have pretty much taken Crosby and neutralized him. And I and I think he's probably one of the better players, but he's been neutralized. He hasn't had the sacks or the quarterback pressures or the motor on it. And I don't understand. You know the game plan for the defense. Uh, you know what I mean. I don't understand what the defense scheme is because it seems like Josh McDaniels does not know what to do with the defense, and, and the defensive coordinator does not need to know does not know what to do either, uh, and how to get us sacks, quarterback pressures. You know how to force them into like a third and 10 uh we were losing these games and we're losing mugly I, I just don't know like the only thing i can think of if we go in three heads rolling and i think it will be the last dance for a one Derek Carr because the team will not survive with him as quarterback no longer and not that he should get the blame for everything, but you kind of got to believe that, you know, it will be his last season if we have a losing season this year. And I think, honestly, a lot of fans are okay with that. A lot of fans have grown tired of the same results. They think a quarterback change is going to do it. I believe it's a little bit of the coaching. Um... I believe the code. I think we need some. I mean, I don't know who we get, but we need somebody in there with a little bit of gusto. Um, you know, uh, we need a quarterback with a little bit of gusto and a little bit of fucking shine. I don't know if the Raiders really want to go. I mean, let's just say that we go 0 3, maybe even 0 4. I don't really know if the Raiders want to draft a new quarterback and put all their eggs in the basket and wait two or three years, four years for him to to shine or get somebody mediocre like I mean, I don't know who's out there you know, like a Matt Ryan or somebody or Carson Wentz try to rehab him, been in the league for a couple of years but now with the fresh you know a fresh team maybe makes sense I mean, it could be one of those things but I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, we don't have a backup quarterback. Our backup quarterback is some random dude from Patriots. Um, but I tell you right now, it's right now it's doom and gloom. Um, I don't know, man. I got us losing against Tennessee, even though they got slacked by the Bills. Uh, that does that does not bear anything on what's going to happen with the Raiders because. The Bills are a better team. The Titans are probably going to try to avenge that with what you would have to think with hungry eyes against the Raiders. And 
it could be one of those things. So when we get back, we'll talk a little bit about. I think we're gonna do a little bit of Andor, maybe uh, She-Hulk. Uh, you know, catch up with some She-Hulk. Uh, Cobra Kai also dropped. Handsmaid's back, so we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, I haven't finished JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, Stone Ocean. I started it. Haven't finished it. You know, it's just one of these things. There's a lot on the plate, and I haven't finished it all. You know, so hang tight, guys. Hang tight. I'll, well, I'll be back here shortly. Uh, get this episode wrapped up and in the books. Later. And so I am back. <clears throat> So let's continue this episode after we moved on from a little bit of sports. Uh, it's a wild month for entertainment. Uh, we've got September, we've got Lord of the Rings, Handmaid's Tales, Handmaid's or Handmaid Tales, forget how it's pronounced or how it's spelled. That's out. We've got Cobra Kai Season 5. Got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean. Uh, we've got She Hulk. Andor just dropped today with a three episode premiere. Boy, there's a there's just a lot of stuff out there to watch, and you know, and I wonder why that is. And it's kind of maybe streaming that's where they fit in. Pump out the last couple of things before the end of the year because at the end of the year you get you get a lot of big Hollywood movies. You got a lot of people spending time in video games and stuff of that nature. But there just seems to be a ton of stuff just dropped. You know, it just dropped like in September, uh, and now they're all vying for my attention. You know. And there's other stuff that came out that I'm like, uh, the the Winx, Jinx Saga, uh, Fate, the Winx, I think that just came out. I have that on my list. I don't know when I'm going to get to it after I love season one. Uh, but, but, you know, so let me talk about some of these shows. Uh, She-Hulk has been phenomenal and I, and I, I, I kind of find it interesting if you pull back, if you watch shows, and you throw on casually Netflix, you throw on your Disney Plus, and you throw on you know your Amazon Prime or your Hulu or your Paramount or whatever, and you see what they're promoting, oh they got a show out, oh they there was two seasons of said show, and you throw it on, I'm almost positive you'll be entertained by what's on there. I do think that the shows and the streaming and the movies get a lot of criticism online from people who have a very loud voice and they just try to tear the shit up. I, I There's a lot of entertainment out there that I do consume and I'm like, well, I'm, for the most part, I enjoy most of it, you know. There's very few that I'm like, damn, that was a waste of time. Uh, and even if it is a waste of time, I just won't watch it again. Uh, but, you know, I loved all of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. And Stone Ocean's the second half of the season. 
and so far so good. They just ran, they just defeated this guy named Limp Biscuit. It could have been Limp Biscuit, but I think they spelled it with a V. That, that I thought that was funny, and I and I kind of find those little things about that show to be funny because they're fighting a guy. I think his name is um, I think his name is Chapel White or White Chapel is the main villain. They fought Marilyn Manson, and in the, there's FF, which Foo Fighters. Um, there's a, several characters like that in Stone Ocean, I, and I, that kind of goes back to the first season, where you had Dio, you had the Speed Speedwagon Foundation, Ario Speedwagon, um, and you had things like that in that series, and I like that they got back to that. Uh, beyond that we've got She-Hope which again I think is an incredible show uh, incredible fan service we've only got like five episodes in now they've touched on they brought out Wong they brought out kind of hinted at Spider-Man um, Abomination is in there uh, we've had Meg the Stallion uh, they reference Hawkeye. You had the regular Hulk, who's now gone. Um, there's there's just characters and cameos throughout, and they teased Daredevil to the end of the last episode, and I guess we'll find out today or tomorrow. Um, we'll find out, you know, if he shows up, and, and all of this. And there's a dragon one that my that my girlfriend is watching. She's watching the House of the Dragons. And I mean, I'm assuming it's good. Uh, I hear good things about it. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. I, I never, I never, I gave it a chance. I started watching the first couple of episodes and I was wondering if and when there was actually going to be any fighting or killing. Never happened. My girlfriend watched it without me and I'm not going to go out of my way to watch eight seasons or seven seasons of shit. I'm just not going to do it. Uh, especially if I had to pay for HBO Max. I'm not going to do it. With this House of Dragons, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's any good. Everybody says I could watch it without not, have, not having to know anything about the the new or the, the old Game of Thrones. So I'm but I, I don't watch it anyway, so... It's what it is. Uh, but that's another thing that's also streaming now. There's just a ton of shit. A ton. Um, so many things. And and when you sit back and pull back... I, I kind of wonder why. I wonder why that is. Maybe September was a slow month for movies in general. And streaming was like, fuck it, we'll, we'll do it. And they did it. Um, but that's another topic for another day. I could go on. could make a whole episode about. And, and I just say this right now. I think streaming is going to obliterate. If they are basically are. They reinvented cable television. And it's not a streaming television. Streaming entertainment. Cable television is about to be obsolete I think within the next 10 years uh, if it wasn't for some of these contracts of sports 
that are tied up with them, like the Lakers and the Dodgers, um, and even the football. If it wasn't for that, and if it wasn't for local news, uh, I almost don't believe that cable television would be around now. It's that, is that, because everything that's anything is not even being made. The Discovery Channel and all them shows, are, all that shit is streaming. Um, and if it, and if they come out, that's why you haven't seen lately very many new, uh, you know, very many new uh, shows being produced on regular cable television because they're all being produced on Netflix, Hulu. That's where the money's at. Google, Amazon, and so on and so forth. And it's only a matter of time before Google, I think, uh, steps in and makes their streaming service as well. Uh, they're, they're trying it with YouTube because I think YouTube is actually owned by Google. But they just haven't done enough. They haven't done it right. They need, they need to get YouTube to be so cluttered, unclutter it, but also add in actual things you can stream. Uh, and if you can be on YouTube and be like, oh, well, shit, I'm done watching this guy tell me how to take a tire off and then watch fucking, I don't know, Rambo. And then, you know, it'd be easy that way. But it's not that way yet. But it probably will be sooner or later. But either way, uh, yeah, I believe it'll be obsolete in about 10 years, maybe 20 at the, lo- at the longest 20 years will be obsolete. Uh, I think 10. This is trending that way fast. Uh, but with all that said, there's so much to watch. I mean, the She-Hulk has been fantastic. Like I said, tease Daredevil. They've got... You know, I've watched a couple episodes of Cobra Kai. Uh, so far, they're building up um, Silver to be this crazy bad guy. And right now, he's getting under the skin of the Russo's and he's winning. At the end of the season four, uh, Cobra Kai beat Miyagi-Do, and they beat all, everybody else to be the number one dojo in the valley. And and now he's got his eyes his eyes set for bigger and better things. So we shall see. Again, on top of that, we've got uh, and that started off well. Season five started off really well. Like that, the kids are getting older now. They actually feel like they're high schoolers uh, and they feel like young adults now and, and like the, the Cobra Kai does an incredible fan service incredible the first they've killed it every season every season has been a pleasure for me to watch um, I, w- I want them to keep making it if they get a season 6 or 7 out of it perfect um, it is a little bit corny it is made for kids it's family friendly but I, I totally like it um Definitely, they have just enough adult themes in there. Just enough uh, interesting twists and turns, where you're not—it's not just redundant nonsense. Um, oh, what else is there? Uh, and or this season, I, I look forward to watching it. Uh, I loved uh, Rogue One. I loved how nitty and gritty Rogue One had some of the hardest. Moments in the Star Wars franchise. Uh, much credit to Gareth Edwards, uh, the director of uh, Godzilla 2014. Uh, I knew the man is very capable. I want Marvel to 
get him in and bring him in. I, I don't know what he's doing out there, but uh, he's now got he's got several big titles under his belt and big production things, and he can do it. And I want Marvel to bring him in and help him elevate him because that man is a phenomenal director. As far as visuals go, as far as storytelling goes, that guy's good. Whether or not the actual um, story of it is any good, but he does visually good, the fight sequences, uh, and all of that, creatures aspects are great. Um, character development may, may, may or may not be his thing, but it doesn't need to be in a Marvel movie because the Marvel movies, a lot of that character development already takes place and cameos and people showing up and these now these little Disney Plus. So Marvel give Garrett Edwards a call, bring him in, get let's get him a project or two. Let's give him some of these a darker property. Let's give him, you know, uh, the Thunderbolts. Let's give him something. I, I, I kind of want to see what he can do. And with that, all that said, is Rogue One was phenomenal. Again, Rogue One, uh, a phenomenal movie. That's probably one of my favorite. Star Wars as movies like it's probably up there than even some of the regular Star Wars movies yeah, the the Skywalker saga like the nine movies it's probably within the top four um, you can't pass up the OG the OG is a classic everybody loves the OG Star Wars film uh, I, I'm I love the Phantom Menace myself personally it has Darth Maul uh, Faded Duels. It's some of the most classic shit in that one too. Uh, you know, and the newer ones too. The even newer ones. I loved all three newer ones. I, I don't know which one was my favorite. Probably the middle one, where and that again is probably one of the hardest scenes ever uh, in in cinema history. You had Mark Hamill right there getting blasted by uh, Kylo Ren. You know, and he, he was force projecting himself, and they couldn't kill him, and he just shrugged off all the the and that that's it. That whole scene was hard. That was hard. Don't care what any Star Wars fan don't give a fuck about what they think about the timeline, the stories, and you know different things. That that was hard. That was hard. It was just it was hard. Um. The Mandalorian has been hard. Uh, Bubba Fett, the book of Bubba Fett was went hard, uh, but Rogue One was above even those. Uh, there are several parts of that movie that you're just like, damn, that went. They went ape. They went ape shit crazy on that. Uh, obviously, when they shot the Death Star on the planet, and you got to see the planet from a, a POV perspective. Uh, getting decimated by uh, a Death Star blast. Uh, that that had to be one of the craziest visuals I have ever seen in a movie. That to me is complete. That completed what I've always wanted to see in a movie. I'm always, I always kind of want them to detonate the nuke in the movie, or for the mission to fail and just the world to collapse. Uh, another hard scene like that harkens back to me. That harkens back to Terminator 2. When she had the vision of this whole city getting decimated by the nukes. And I, I couldn't believe that as a kid. Uh, and I always 
in my mind when I think of New Year, I kind of go back to Terminator 2. Uh, and you need a million SPF sunscreen, she tells the guy, and she's burning on the gate. Uh, James Cameron, uh, phenomenal for putting that in. Absolutely crazy. Uh, but they did it too in, in Rogue One, and that to me was just crazy that they could get off the planet because they had spaceships. And, um, you know, that obviously, if you've seen the movie, that uh, you've got Vader showing up uh, and probably gave him one of the hardest scenes again in all of Star Wars. Uh, movies. Uh, that scene between him and the rebellion, or I don't know if it was a rebellion at that point, uh, but the rebellion. Uh, and again, an- another hard scene is uh, Luke Skywalker showing up on the Mandalorian ship. Uh, again, hard as fuck. Yeah, it doesn't get much harder than that. And so I'm, I'm almost as I ramble on a little bit, and or I'm, I got big expectations for I will be watching I will be watching this uh, and it's amazing it, it looks amazing their trailers have been nothing but amazing Lord of the Rings let's jump over to Lord of the Rings uh, in the same fantasy world uh, the first three or four episodes I think four episodes now have all been fucking phenomenal man um, they are truly making Morgoth and Sauron to be some fucking crazy bad motherfuckers, eh? Um, Sauron is wild. And I now I'm starting... I think Isildur is the father of Aragorn, if I'm not mistaken, or the... I, I, I know they talk about it and I'd have to watch... But I think that's the... I think that's the father of... of he ends up being the king and then I think Aragorn ends up fighting for that right eventually. Isildur is... Well, I'm not sure if it's... I'd have to watch Lord of the Rings Part 1 again um, to find out what what he was. But he's made an appearance. Um, Galadriel uh, has been in all of them. They just have a younger version. Be interesting to see because we know she's not going to die. But she does gain wizard-esque abilities at some point. Um, and I'm kind of wondering how she gains those powers. Uh, I don't know if she holds a ring of power. But Galadriel, if you know, she comes and saves. In the Hobbit movie, she comes and saves uh, Gandalf from Sauron. And again, she has the ability to telepathically talk to Frodo in the old versions uh, and she's the one that gives Frodo the light of the people so it'll be interesting to see Galadriel if they're gonna if they're gonna give her her wizard-esque abilities and her abilities to fight uh, dark forces it'd be interesting to see but again it's been been, uh, been amazing it's been a, a wild journey the first couple of episodes and his money well spent very beautifully done it's very beautiful uh, I think I'm not sure who the man is that came in from from the stars on the meteor, but I think that is a younger Gandalf, or if not Gandalf, uh, Saruman. 
I think it's a wizard. Not exactly 100% sure who it is. At this moment, they haven't made that clear. Uh, but I do love that this is not an exclusive Hobbit uh, story where Hobbits are the central focus. This is truly a Middle Earth because um, they've now dived in, like on an entire episode into the dwarves, an entire episode of elves, and getting orcs shine. I hope they get. I hope we get to see the orc chain of command. Uh, they kind of sort of sprinkling in, but I kind of want to see it more so than just showing it and not telling you how it works. Uh, I'd like to see, obviously, the, the realm of men. And we know, this ring of powers, we know it's going to end in tragedy. We do know this, correct? I mean, we know that it's going to end in sheer tragedy. Uh, what, depending on how far, how many seasons they plan on doing this Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power saga, they're probably going to be, I would assume, in three, maybe four or five seasons. So it'll be interesting to find out exactly. This is pre-Hobbit because they haven't found um, the rings don't exist yet. Uh, in the Hobbit, well, I don't know if it takes place. I don't think it takes place in between the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I think this is pre. This is very pre because Morgoth was just slain, and they're most of Middle Earth had been keeping guard and making sure Sauron hadn't returned. But Sauron doesn't completely return until sometime after The Hobbit, I believe. So it'll be very interesting to see if he does come forward and hand the people the rings of power or what's going to happen. Or if they're going to jump time and end up post-Hobbit. Because there's a whole chunk of story in between The Hobbit uh, and Lord of the Rings 1. Obviously not a lot. But there is. There is time. Uh, and Middle Earth goes into chaos. At that point. And then. And then they obviously. We all know that they cut the ring off. Sauron's finger. And when he was leading his army. Uh, but, the, but either way. So far it's been amazing. I love the battle between. The. The Eagles and the the Nazgul. You know, I've been a big Lord of the Rings fan for a long time. I love the first three. I love The Hobbit. You can't get enough of it. I want Sauron. I always wanted Sauron to exist. I wanted to see that fight just before the Lord of the Rings story actually got underway. Maybe we're going to get a full-on, you know, hopefully Sauron does come forward. And I loved how they talked about him. He is a cruel, cunning, wicked sorcerer. Like, and the visuals behind him, uh, it's just fucking phenomenal, man. That, bravo to the team behind the Lord of the Rings and Amazon for picking it up. Uh, because that shit has me tuned the fuck in. Uh, oh God, what else is out there? You know. All of that. There's there's just a there's just a lot of good mediums out there right now to watch. So that's what we're watching. I talked about some of them. I had to finish some of them so that I can get on to the other one. And and these week by week things is going. Uh, 
Uh, Marvel's on a tear again. Uh, I watched Love and Thunder, probably watching like three or four times at my house. I should rate that movie higher than what I did. I think I gave it like eight. I think it's closer to an eight and a half, maybe even nine. That movie, and I watched behind the scenes the making of it. And there's so much fan service in that movie, man. I think when we look back at it years from now, uh, it's going to be one of the better Thor movies. The Thor Ragnarok and Love and Thunder are just some of the best movies that Marvel has made. <sighs> okay, but with all that said, guys, I got, you know, again, we're going to, you know, watch some of this stuff. I'll come back and talk about it. And, uh, Let's go Dodgers and Raiders. Let's go. Let's get it fucking together, Raiders. Um, but I got Vegas coming up in a few weeks uh, as that, as well. So be, you know, be catching a trip there. Be talking about it when I get back. Got some concerts coming up. Thank God. And uh, the close out of the year. So hang tight, guys. Uh, I'll be back with another episode here shortly. And uh, I'll catch you guys then. Laters.